This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. The fantastic Gemara in Tainus Laman Omen Beis. The Gemara says, Omer of Shem Begamliel, Lehoi Yom Tevim Lishol, Kachemisha Asher Ba'av, Uchiyam Ekipurim. There are no days to Klai Yisrael that are as festive as Tu Ba'av, the 15th day of Av, and Yom Kippur. So Gemara right away asks, Lishom Yom Ekipurim, Mishum De'ish Be'Slichom Mechila. On Yom Kippur, there's slichan mechila, there's forgiveness. And Yom Shinidu by Luchos HaChorinais. We received the second set of Luchos that we managed to keep. Ela Tubav, Mahi, what's so special about Tubav? And the Gemara goes on to give six separate reasons of what's so special about Tubav. What's so happy, what's so festive of Tubav? The third reason the Gemara gives is, Omer Rabbah Rav Chana, Omer Rav Yechanan, Yom Shekolu Boi, the Yidin stopped dying in the Midbar. What does that mean? What happened? So we know that Klai Yisrael had a problem. The spies came back from Eretz Yisrael. And we accepted the Dibar Rab. We accepted their evil report, their negative report about Eretz Yisrael. And because of that, we were punished. All the men between the ages of 20 and 60 could not go into Eretz Yisrael. And they're going to die in the Midbar. And what happened was every year, they would have dig their grave. They would go inside the grave on Tesvav. And they would go to sleep there. The next morning, Moshe would come and he would say, Yibod luchayim in Let the ones who are alive come up, and the ones who are dead are dead. And this happened every year. And the Svarim tell us, 15,000 Yidin died every night Tishabov. Until the end of the 40 years, when all 600,000 died. But something amazing happened on the last Tishavav. There were only 15,000 people left. 15,000 men who were between the age of 20 and 60 when the Maragam came back. And that night of Tishavav, they dug their grave, they went inside, and Moshe comes the next morning and says, whoever's alive should come up. And unbelievable. All 15,000 people came up. So they said, oh, must be, we made a mistake. We, we calculated it wrong. It's not really Tezbov right now. And the next night they all went inside their graves. And the next morning, Moshe said, whoever's alive should come up. And they all came up. And they did this night after night until they noticed it was a full moon. And now they realize we cannot be making a mistake anymore. It can't be Tezbov. We see the full moon. It's already the 15th of the month. It's a full moon. It's Tuba'av. It must be a Shem rescinded the decree and we get to live and indeed, that's what happened. And that's why it's such a special day. But we have to wonder, if over the period of these 40 years, 600,000 people were dying, first of all, why did the last 15 get a reprieve? And second of all, didn't anybody daven? In all these 40 years, all these 600,000 people, didn't anybody daven? And if they davened, their tefillahs didn't work? Not one person of all those people? And this form explained it's really one answer for both questions. Of course, every night, though every time they're going into the, into the graves, those open graves on Tesbaov and Tuba, on, on Tishabov, they all davened. Nobody wants to die. They davened, they davened. But the tefillahs didn't work. You know why? As the Chavetz Chaim tells us, when we hear that somebody dies, we don't get nervous. You know why? Because we're not from the Chevra HaMesim. 
We're not from the group of people that die. That's not us. We're not part of that chavra. There's a chavra of plumbers. There's a chavra of attorneys. There's a chavra of pharmacists. There's a chavra of people who sell life insurance. And there's a chavra of people who die. We're not part of the chavra of people who die. So we don't get nervous. When it came to Tess Pa'av, on Tishabav, and the people were going down to the graves, of course they daven that they shouldn't die. But that dami was like an insurance policy. They really didn't think that they would die. There's so many other tens and hundreds of thousands of people who are going to die. Not going to be me. And of course they davened. But they didn't daven as if their life depended on it. And therefore, the tefillah was not effective. However, the last year, there were only 15,000 people left. When those 15,000 people went into their graves, they knew they're the ones who are going to die. There was no one left to die. It's 15,000 people who die every year on Tesvav. They're the last 15,000. And therefore, when they went down and laid down in their graves that night, they davened. And they davened as if their lives depended on it. Because it did. And because they davened as if their lives depended on it, therefore, their tears were answered and they were indeed spared. They say over, there was once a group of people who were begging and beggars, and they had no money, they would go around collecting. One time one guy said, you know, I heard there's a fellow, Mr. Rothschild, Mayor Ansher Rothschild, a very, very wealthy guy, and a big bald stalker. If you go to him, he'll give you money. So the guy said, let's go. He said, hey, he lives so far away, it's hard to get there. One fellow said, you know, I'm going to go. And he got directions, and he passed through village after village, city after city, Till he finally arrived, hungry, his tattered clothing, exhausted. He made his way to Mr. Rothschild's house, knocked on the door. Mr. Rothschild speaks to him. He pours out a story of woe, and Mr. Rothschild gave him a fantastic sum of money, 30 gold coins. The fellow was so thrilled. He went to town, he cleaned himself up, got a haircut, he got some food to eat, and he traveled back home looking to take that money and start a business. When he came back home and he met all the beggars there, his fellow beggars, they couldn't believe his story. So when he said, you know what, I'm going to go there also. And he starts to travel. But he said, I'm not like my friend. I'm not a botlin. While I'm traveling, I'm going to collect money too. And every village he was in, he was collecting money. When he finished collecting there, he'd go to the next village and the next city and collect money there. And the next city collect money there. Until finally he came to the city where Mr. Rothschild lived. But before he made his way to Mr. Rothschild, he went around the city collecting money. And finally, tired and exhausted, he makes his way to Mr. Rothschild's palatial home. He comes and he's so excited. He knows what to expect. He knocks on the door. He gets to speak to Mr. Rothschild, pours out a story of woe. Mr. Rothschild says, oh, he takes out two gold coins, a large sum of money, and he gives it to him and he wishes him at Slacha. The fellow looks at him. And he says, thank you very much, but, but two gold coins? And Mr. Rothschild looks at him and says, isn't that a lot of money? He says, yeah, but my friend was here. You gave him 30 gold coins. He says, oh, your friend. There's a big difference between you and your friend. You traveled a far way, but so did your friend. But on the way, you stopped off at every village collecting money. You came to every city and you were collecting money. You came to this city and you spent three, four days going around collecting money. Now you're coming to me. So I'm just like everybody else. I got to help you, fellow Jew. I'm a little wealthier. I'll give you some more money. 
Your friend, however, your friend traveled all the way here just to see me. He was completely relying only on me. If your friend's relying only on me, it's incumbent on me. I have no choice but I have to help him. And that's what happened here when these Yidin were killed on Tespa'ov. Those who died every year, of course they davened. They davened to Hashem as an insurance policy. They didn't really believe they were going to die, but they davened to Hashem just to hedge their bets. The last time, when there were only 15,000 Jews left, they knew that they were the ones who were going to die. They davened to Hashem as if their lives depended on it, because they did. And therefore their tools were answered. Perhaps what the Gemara is telling us in this reason of the festive day of Tubav, it's a day that we realize how powerful our tefillahs can be. And that's why it's so festive like Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a day we stand in front of Hashem knowing everything's on the line. We daven like our lives depend on it, because it does. But now we realize it's not just Yom Kippur. It's any time that we daven that our lives depend on it, and we daven that way, our tefillahs will also be accepted. And therefore today, on the day of Tuba'av, where the Gemara's first reason, as the Mishnah tells us, was a time for Shaduchim. Perhaps it was a time for Shaduchim because they realized the Kayach HaTfilah. And therefore, when we all daven for ourselves, we daven for others. We should make sure that when we daven to realize, Tfila is just not another ingredient. But Tfilah is what gets it done. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.